Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's take a walk. Welcome to Two Redheads Walk Into a Podcast. I'm Lori. And I'm Dallas. Time is a paradox. It is a constant that controls most of our lives. However, it speeds up when you're having fun and slows down when you're trudging through a task you don't want to do. Did you know that how you perceive the passage of time can be dependent on how you view life? Whether you're an optimist or a pessimist, a planner or not, the minutes will fly by as we make your new year a little easier through some simple tips and tricks in time management. Step right up, because here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening. Today, we are delving into time management in Dallas. This could not be better timed because between our recording this episode and two other things, I triple booked myself for this afternoon. That's how scatterbrained I am. So I am really hoping you can help. I hope so too. I've been training time management for many, many, many years, and it seems to have worked for a few people. So we've got some good ideas for everyone today that might uh, make their lives a little bit easier. That's what I'm hoping for because I just can't keep it straight. It's tough. And I will say that a lot of time management techniques that are out there are very strict in saying you must follow all of these guidelines. You must do Mm -hmm. it this way. And I always say there are 7 billion people on the planet and they're all going to be doing it slightly different. One of the big keys about time management is finding what works for you. How much planning do you need? How much can you keep in your head versus how much do you need to have written down somewhere? It doesn't have to be a planner. It doesn't have to be a calendar. There's lots of different ways that you can tackle your time management to make it a little bit easier on yourself. But it really is about a little trial and error and finding out what works best for you. Okay. Well, we're going to dive right in because like I said, I need this. So let's start with the rapid fire questions. We only have, I think, two today. First up, what is your favorite planning technique? Do you use a calendar or post-it notes, or do you just have the memory of an elephant? Well, I definitely don't have the memory of an elephant. Not anymore. It's been a little difficult. My new state of mind, brain Brain fog fog becomes, yeah, (laughs) there we go. There's a big issue in that. So I have had to become a little bit more, write it down somewhere. And so my technique that I like to use is a combination of Apple reminders and my calendar on my phone. Okay. So all tech. Mm -hmm. All tech. And it used to be, I was in the old school long ago. If anybody remembers these, the Franklin Coveys, big fat day planners that had calendars and goal setting and all this other stuff. And yes. I don't don't remember that brand. Very complex projects and things like that. Those were incredibly handy to have before the digital age. Okay. I know I'm dating myself again a little, but I don't mind. Sounds good. Next up, what exactly should go in your planner? For example, do you put in your morning routine step-by-step, doing your hair, eating breakfast, brushing your teeth, or is that too specific? Well, I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning. You have to find what works for you Mm -hmm. as far as your planning is concerned. I do know at least one of my friends who does it very detailed. She likes the super detailed. So she does break out her entire morning routine into the individual things that she has to do 
because her morning routine also varies from day to day because of meetings that she might have internationally. So she meets at different times of the day. And so her morning routine then gets kind of broken up at different times, depending on when she has to be up for those meetings and the type of meeting that she has. If she has a Zoom meeting where she's going to have to actually be on camera, Mm -hmm. she has a slightly different routine than if it's just a voice call. Okay. So yes, she does, but that's really not the norm. There is one technique that we'll talk about today, bundling, that I'm actually a little bit more of a proponent on. When it comes down to what goes into your planner, I like to break my tasks up into two categories. Recurring tasks, which are some of the ones that you mentioned, your daily getting ready tasks, brushing your teeth, doing your hair, doing the laundry, right, is a once a week kind of task, recurring tasks. Yes. And then the other type of task is an event task. Now, these are the singular events, doctor's appointments, repairing the leak in my gutter, which I had to do last week. That was new. (laughs) Never had to do that before. Okay. And might probably never have to do it again once I get new gutters installed. So picking up an order from a store or creating the tea brewing chart to post on our website was an event task. It was a singular task that's only going to happen once. It won't occur any other time within the year or the week or the month. That's the first thing that I kind of look at before I decide what should go in my planner. Is it a recurring task or is it an event task? So Lori, do you, do you understand the difference between a recurring task and an event task? I think so. So let me, let me tell you two, and you can tell me if I'm correct. My recurring task, one that comes to mind right off the bat is driving the kids to school. Yep. And an event task would be my oldest kiddo is on the robotics team and he goes to different meets at different places at different times. They're never in the same place as they were before. And they're, uh, I'd say about once a month. Right. So that so- would be an event that task, right? It could be an event task. Definitely. It really depends. You're saying it kind of happens every month. So that's at that border of saying, right, is it a recurring never, event? Never the same time. Like it could be five weeks. It could be three weeks. It's kind of just honestly random from the emails they send me. <laughs> and that's really what makes it more of an event task. It's, is there something different that breaks the recurrence of mm-hmm. that particular task? It's in a different location. It's yes. at a different time. Yes. Um, it's more more random. It's yes to every month. It's every other month. You know, this week we had two in a month. So those are the types of things. But first, really understanding those. You did a good job, by the way, <laughs> at identifying your tasks. And those are perfect examples. So one thing that when I find when I've been coaching time management over the years is you're asking about what to put in your planner. Mm-hmm. And most people are unaware of the true amount of time and energy their recurring tasks are already taking in your life. It's okay. very easy to get overwhelmed. And it is typically the primary reason when we start going through the time management planning with someone as to why they're overwhelmed. That's me. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they add too many additional event tasks into their day, into their week, into their month. And sometimes what you even just had happen, double and triple book because they forgot about the recurring tasks. Definitely. That are happening on that day. Didn't have it written down. I got a text from my stylist yesterday. She's like, hey, just remember. Reminder, I'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, oops. 
So I had to push back our our recording of this episode. Exactly. So with that said, I'm going to ask this question and I already know the answer to it. How confident are you that you're aware of the amount of time and effort required for all of your recurring tasks? Oh, I have absolutely no confidence in myself whatsoever in that respect. Okay. In fact, when I actually get to the tasks, I just look at them and I'm overwhelmed. Right. Well, a little bit later, we'll give you some great tricks on how to not become overwhelmed when you're looking at those lists. But I hark back again to this is why it's important for you to find what works for you. Some tasks, you know, if you are a person who gets overwhelmed by the number of tasks on your sheet on a day, Mm -hmm. it's something that you're going to want to work with. What is the balance that you can keep to know and understand what it is that you have to do during a week, during a day, during a month, and how much you're looking at, right? How much you're tracking of all of that information. So what I'm going to have you do right now is I'm going to have you work on that list, not the entire recording. (laughs) You don't want to listen to me talk for the rest of those 30 minutes, but you're going to start. Okay. So when you start your list, make sure that you put an estimated time for each of the tasks. How long does that task take? And I also want you to add an estimated energy, high, medium, or low. Okay. So just start writing those down and again, add that estimated energy, not just the amount of time it takes, but the energy it takes. Okay, now why am I adding the energy levels? When I started to teach time management, I figured this out very early on. Energy management is inexorably linked to time management, even more so for people with autoimmune diseases or other chronic diseases. You may be awake for 16 hours a day, but if you can't get your body and mind going, then you won't be able to complete all of those tasks in that day. Managing the use of and replenishment of those energy stores is just as important and can make you more or less productive in the time used in the day. So watch your energy and you might actually be able to get more done in less time. So energy is incredibly important. You can schedule all 16 hours, but if your body can't hack it for that 16 hours, you're not going to get those tasks done. Yes, yes, yes. So time and energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Time and energy. All right. I got, I got a little bit on my list. We'll talk about energy management more in our energy management episode and how to do that the best. But for now, just add the high, medium, low to your tasks. For example, picking up your kids from school might be a low energy activity because school is close to where you live. Okay. Putting on your makeup might be a low energy activity while laundry yeah, <laughs> I already high. know. That's high. That's super high energy. For that you. is super high. It's something, well, on, honestly, especially in the winter, my joints are just so sore. I don't like folding clothes. Even putting them on the hangers is like a struggle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you've got, you know, people in your household. I just have me and that's still a high energy activity for laundry. But yeah. it's also a high energy activity because I hate doing laundry. My problem is I split it up so much. We have... <laughs> darks we have whites we have reds then we have towels and sheets and then we have others which are like the delicates and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so just for me and my husband what is that six yeah that's not including the kids right that's crazy six loads of laundry just for me and my husband and then again bed sheets for the kids clothes for the kids sorted out by colors and then they have their school uniforms i do those all together on a different setting Mm -hmm. oh my god Laundry. Yeah. Oh, so don't overwhelm yourself as we're talking about laundry, but just it's talking a high, about it. high energy activity for you and lots of recurring tasks. And so this is 
why it's so important that you get a full understanding of all of those recurring tasks that you have and how they break down. And I'll give you a great example of this that I just encountered last year. So in the spring, my mom loves to have flowers all around the yard. Okay. Just the event tasks to plant those flowers. It's a long laundry list of tasks. You got to pick them up the store. You got to plant them. You got to get the dirt. You got to get the mulch. You got to get the... It's crazy just to get them in the ground. But your recurring tasks associated with those flowers can be even more because how many times a week do you need to water them? How often do you need to prune them? Do you need to weed around them? So each of these tasks may seem small, but put it up against your other maintenance tasks, which you're already saying you have a minimum of six loads of laundry to do, mm -hmm. right? Right. What happened with me is that at least my mother put them in hanging baskets, <laughs> the flowers from my house, <laughs> but still it added eight tasks to my recurring list oh, wow. weekly. Okay. Yeah. So, and think about the other recurring tasks that you already have out in the yard, cut the grass, take out the trash. One of my favorites that people forget all the time, bring in the trash cans. <laughs> That's still a task. It still takes a couple of minutes to do. And depending if your trash people like you or hate you, it may take you even longer because your lid may be halfway down the street. <laughs> oh no no it wasn't them that did it somebody hit it <laughs> luckily luckily I have kids for that however we do have two trash bins and a recycling bin and they're always full yeah again all of these little tasks these thousand cuts can add up to a huge list in fact I have about 30 recurring tasks per week so even with bundled tasks Mm -hmm. That added another eight tasks. And considering that I only have time and energy for about 45 tasks a week, mm -hmm. that left me only seven slots for event tasks. Wow. For doctor's appointments, for anything else, grocery shopping, because I only do grocery shopping once a month. Yeah, don't I kinda hate, hate I kind of I do hate you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, or, I'm seriously either ordering or stopping at the grocery store or getting Instacart or Amazon Fresh, at least minimum three times a week. Got those growing boys. So why it's so important too that you find the planning method that works for you. When we talked about laundry before, I have to ask Lori, with all of just the washing that you have to do, how many times can you remember that you got through the first steps of the laundry process, but not the last step, the putting it away? Sometimes I don't even get to the first two. Sometimes it's in the <laughs> wash and I go there the next day and I'm like, oh, darn it. I never put them in the dryer. So I have to wash it again. So it doesn't mm. smell like mold or anything. And right. sometimes I'll do that four times. Yeah. Not going to lie. That has happened like four times. Yep. So if I can get it in the dryer and get it dried, then mm -hmm. I'm happy right there. <laughs> then if someone else wants to use it, like my husband likes to do his, oh, that's another load. His, uh, his running clothes and his exercise clothes, he likes to do them separately and he'll mm. do them. I don't have to do them. Thank gosh. Oh, that's nice. But he'll be like, what's in the dryer? Come get this out of here. Cause it'll be in the dryer for a week after that, or however long Then it goes in a basket, comes up to the loft to be folded and good golly, there's just baskets full of laundry in my loft. As mm -hmm. we speak, it's so embarrassing. I don't let anyone come upstairs. It's so it's sometimes awful. a way to help not be as overwhelmed with the task list itself is something called bundling. Okay. So taking some of those tasks and putting them together. If you know that they're going to be recurring, you know the exact amount of energy that they're going to take and they recur within a week or within a day. Things like getting up in the morning, right? right. You can put all of those tasks together under one bundle. But then we'll talk a little bit more about bundling in a bit when and it's better to kind of separate it out. 
because that's another method of dealing with tasks we don't want to do is breaking them out into smaller sections. And sometimes with your condition in mind, we have to do it because we have a lack of energy, right? Doing your laundry is so energy sapping Mm -hmm. that you can't do that all in one day. Right. So we have to split those tasks out into, you know, maybe you do a wash and a dry on Monday and Uh you do a wash and a dry on Wednesday and you do folding on Tuesday. So we just kind of separate them out into different days. And then sometimes you can just put them all together, getting ready in the morning, 30 minutes. It's the same for you every day. It's a bundle. Okay. (laughs) 30 minutes for me, longer for you. I at least take a little bit longer on days when we're recording. So how are you doing on your recurring task list? I've got it. You've got got it. Okay. So how many do you have on that list right now? Just right now I have, I have seven, but I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff and I'm sure you'll tell me what I'm forgetting. (laughs) I'm sure you are. There are more than a few in there and we'll talk about a few of those in just a minute. So what I'm going to have you do right now is, is just list some of those for me and let's see which ones we might keep in a bundle and ones that I would suggest you probably take out into smaller sections. Okay. The first one I have is make breakfast for everyone. Okay. Then I have get ready for the day. Okay. What's involved in your get ready for the day? Is uh, that your pampering? That, that, yeah. Well, if, if you call shower and pampering. <laughs> Self-care. <laughs> so shower, if I have time to blow dry my hair, curl it or anything and toss some makeup on. So I'm at least ready to go do the kids drop off and I don't scare anyone from the car. (laughs) If I don't finish it in time, I'll come home and finish the rest of it later. (laughs) Okay. So that's a perfect one right there where you might unbundle, right? So you have your get ready for the day, Yes, but only on some days do you curl your hair or dry your hair or do something extra. So think about putting those down as extras. And think about what days you might do those on. I know that you do them on days we're getting ready to do recordings. Yes. Right. But yes. you may not do that every day. Okay. Okay. So what else do you have on the list? Okay. After getting ready, I have school drop off and I have usually, so this isn't every day, but it's a lot of days when I'm doing the editing for our show. I have either sweeping or vacuuming our dog's shed. If that's not an every day, it's at least every other day. Mm-hmm. I have laundry. I have school pickups. Mm-hmm. I have helping the kids with their homework and dinner. Okay. So definitely we've already talked about laundry and possibly unbundling that a little bit into the right. three phases of the laundry, right? Mm-hmm. Wash the laundry, dry the laundry, fold the laundry, and even put away the laundry, right? Four different tasks in there. Now yes, I, I ha- typically group together, wash and dry the laundry because yes. I'm pretty good about getting those done at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. But if you struggle with that, remembering to put them in the dryer, then you might want to leave those as unbundled tasks so that it's still on your list. Yes, I've put the wash in, but I haven't dried it yet. (laughs) Right? So it's a reminder that says I need to make sure that I've gone and put them in the dryer. And that's a reason to leave it unbundled. My list is going to have things like, don't forget to blink, breathe in, (laughs) breathe out. Which again is fine. If that's what you need to help you feel more in control as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Life is about not having control. And these types of time management planning can help you give you more of that sense of control. So if that's what you need to help you for a while to remember to stop and breathe, I actually, I'm not going to lie. One of my recurring tasks every week is my meditation. Really? It is a task on my list and I have actually labeled it 
body so that I can easily look through my reminders and see how many body tasks I have in the week and to make sure that I get through them all. Uh Sorry, didn't want to interrupt you there. What would something three times a week be? Because I work out with my trainer three times a week. So that would be a recurring task. Okay. That would be a recurring task and you want to put it down and definitely make sure you know how much time it takes, but that is a high energy activity. That is high energy. So you have to balance that task with others in the day that might be lower energy. Now, some other ones that people commonly forget when they think about their recurring tasks, opening boxes. That takes time. Opening boxes, processing what's inside them and putting stuff away. You got to think about that. Like packages that you get to your house? Process your Amazon packages. Process your Amazon returns. That is a recurring task. If you order stuff a lot, (laughs) you have stuff that gets returned a lot. So that is potentially a recurring task. That's typically more an event task yeah, because it only happens when you have something that you're going to be returning, but it's still something to think about. I'm actually lucky in that respect. I can just toss the boxes in the garage and before the recycling goes out once a week, my husband breaks down all the boxes. Well, for there me. you go. He's got one on his task list that he has to do then. Yes. And thank you, Lord, for giving me a husband who does that. <laughs> yes. So things like emptying the mailbox, that takes time. And for you, I know it takes time because that mailbox isn't in front of your house like mine is. Oh my gosh, yes. You literally have to get in the car, get to the mailbox, possibly wait in line for the other people who are getting their mail, get your mail, then get home, then process that mail. So emptying your mailbox and doing mail stuff takes time and energy Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And they forget that it does. So now once you're adding everything, like what you're saying, the mail and just opening boxes and stuff. How do you not get overwhelmed then when you look at your planner or whatever you use? And you've literally got a list of a hundred things now because you've written everything down. That would, that would stress me out looking at that list. Yeah. Yep. So keep in mind that on any given day, I can have up to 45 tasks to complete in a day between recurring tasks and event tasks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I try to keep it within that zone and I balance my energy to try to make sure that I can keep it within that 30 to 45 tasks in a week. Okay. How do you not get overwhelmed? I get asked that a lot <laughs> by looking at my my planner and having to, you know, check things off my list and do what. Have you ever heard the quote an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Yes, I have, but it's not clicking with with time management, but I have right. heard it. When I see my list of tasks, I know that I've planned. I'm confident that I can get done what I need to get done because I've prevented myself from becoming overwhelmed. Okay. I have looked at the energy for each of the tasks that has to be done in that day. And I have balanced out my high tasks, high energy tasks with low tasks. I've checked the timing of the tasks. I know I'm not rushing from one to the next. I don't have back to back to back to back appointments. I'm also mm-hmm. really important. I've prioritized. So I know that if even if I don't get to all the tasks that day, the ones that I can't get to, I can move to another day because most importantly, I haven't overscheduled my days. I've left gaps and that's gaps for changes in the amount of energy or time I thought a task would take for a day Mm -hmm. or in a week, right? So I've left gaps throughout the rest of the week that those could then slide into if necessary. But then also I've left gaps to a lot for the unknowns because life is crazy nuts. (laughs) You don't know when your car is going to break down. You get locked out of the house. Oh my God, that happened to me last week. 
Exactly. I left my, I left my key in the house and my son somehow hit the bottom of the door on his way out to the car with his book bag. I had to drive all the way to my husband's work, wait for him to get out of the meeting and then come to give me the key to get into the house. Yeah. So if you had overscheduled your day with tasks, right? then that's out the door. All of those tasks are out the door. And then you feel overwhelmed for the rest of the week because you had no allotment or gaps in that schedule to be able to put those tasks into. Oh my gosh. It was that that day, just, just that threw me for the whole day because I was Mm -hmm. not expecting it. Yeah. And then I, I couldn't get on, I couldn't get on the, you know, I was like, oh God, to try to catch up. And then I was trying to catch up from the beginning of the list, which did not work. Exactly. So an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. The more planning you do, it's going to be so much easier to get your tasks done and to get them done in such a way that you don't feel overwhelmed. So when I see my list of tasks for the week, I'm fine because I know I have planned this well to accommodate my condition, to accommodate for the unknown and to prioritize, to know that I'm going to get done the really important stuff. And then I have room for the rest of the stuff if it doesn't get done. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's one of the main ways to not feel overwhelmed. Plan well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you should know that Lori, you're not going to get to this feeling immediately because as you start your new time management style, it's going to take you some trial and error to get to the point where you feel confident about your planning. Uh It took me a while, a couple of months maybe of planning and then seeing how well it went. Did I get to everything? Did I feel overwhelmed? And Mm -hmm. then do it again. See, did I do it better? You know, am I doing well with understanding my recurring tasks? Understanding your recurring tasks is again, really foundational. How much time and effort is going into all of those things? Because not only thinking about those daily and weekly tasks, but monthly tasks, yearly tasks, like taxes, right? You don't have to do that, but your husband does. Yes, he does them. Right. So, but those are recurring yearly tasks Mm -hmm. and it can be a few that take pretty high energy to get done. So you may not even, as you're going through this process, you may not even come across some of those yearly tasks until you go, oh, wait a minute, (laughs) that's a recurring task. Oh, I can think of one I'm dreading already, putting Christmas away. Yep. That's a yearly task. And not only is it Mm -hmm. energy zapping and time consuming, but it's also sad. (laughs) Yeah. It's emotionally energy draining. So yeah, those are the types of things to keep your eye out for. Okay. So it'll take just a little bit before Mm -hmm. you get to the point where you feel that level of confidence. I've planned well, I've prevented what I can, and I'm prepared if the unknown happens. Yeah. Lori, another way to not be overwhelmed, especially with the recurring tasks, is what we talked about a little bit earlier, bundling. We talked a little bit earlier as well about your bundled task of getting ready in the morning. So Lori, how many recurring tasks do you have getting ready in the morning? Because I'm sure it's many more than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you want me to name or just count them? Okay. (laughs) Well, I get up, I get ready to shower, shower. What is getting ready to shower? I get the clothes I'm going to wear for the day. I make sure all my products are in the shower because sometimes I wash my hair in the sink. If it's like cold and I just want to hop in the shower real quick and get out really fast. I'll wash my hair in the sink later in the day. Okay. 
So, yeah, all right. Make sure I have, make sure I have my razors and all that stuff. Cause my husband's in the shower too. And Lord knows where he puts my things. Yep. Okay. Usually, usually get another towel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's craziness in the morning here. <laughs> all right. Then, then what else? Because you've now just gotten through the shower part. I'm sure there's more. Okay. Yeah. You do just, makeup. I don't do makeup every day. I do. <laughs> I do. Well, I do skincare first. Okay. <laughs> then I do, at least I put on sunscreen and like mascara, concealer, and some lip balm at the very mm-hmm. minimum. I have to do that. Then there's what, deodorant, getting dressed. And then I go downstairs, see if my kids are awake yet. <laughs> if they are, I start breakfast. And let's see, after that, I clean up after breakfast, make sure they're all bundled up, packed and ready to go to school. And then I take them off to school. Okay. If I had more time, I would do full hair and makeup, but I mm-hmm. usually don't. So I usually do that after I get home from drop off, if I'm going to okay. need it that day. And that's what I was kind of referring to a little bit earlier is when you start looking at these recurring tasks, and again, it can start to be overwhelming. As I said, I've got 30 recurring tasks on my list in any given week. Right. And so one of the things that I bundle in the morning is getting ready. And I don't even add that to the task list at all. I just immediately subtract it out of my day. It's 30 minutes in the morning and it's 30 minutes in the evening. And it's just, if I'm awake for 16 hours in the day, one hour of that is already gone. So I only okay, technically yeah. have 15 hours available. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's how I don't put it on that list, right? right? Get ready in the morning. And also, as I said earlier, I only put on those tasks, those recurring tasks that are associated with it, but don't happen every day. Okay. So I do extra getting ready when we're doing recording for podcast days right? and mm-hmm. do some other things that I don't normally do on a regular day. So right. those types of things will go, will come out of the bundle and be put in. Okay. Okay. So again, when you have a lot of those bundled tasks like that, and you know how much time they're going to take, how much energy they're going to take, and you know exactly what they are, Mm -hmm. right? You can just bundle them together into one major task or leave the task out altogether and just know that you have less time and energy in the day. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So just narrow down what you have available to schedule other tasks. All right. Yep. Yep, yep. So that's one way to do it. So what about those days where either the recurring tasks or the event tasks are just something you don't want to deal with? And you just have (laughs) this mental block. Like sometimes I get that about putting the laundry away. I look at it and I'm like, not today, laundry. Nope, (laughs) not today. Or perhaps an appointment. And you're just like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to go. And then it almost changes your mindset to like, I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go. Why do I have to go? And then you get upset. I get upset about it at least. Oh, I do too. I've got an example of one of those right now. It was a task that has given me a mental block all year. (laughs) Oh, really? Absolutely. When you encounter one of those tasks that you really don't want to do, I call them trudge tasks because you've got to trudge your way through it. It's like walking through mud to get that sucker done. Mm -hmm. And even then, sometimes you are just not wanting to go through the mud, right? Like build a bridge over it or do something else, but just not that. Mm-hmm. Take a nap and hope it goes away. Mm-hmm. Just like we said earlier, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh-huh. Planning. So one of the first ways to get rid of those mental block tasks is plan. But when you do know that it will take much more energy 
and time to complete that task because you are literally fighting yourself. Your brain is sending out contradicting signals to completing that task. It is trying to do everything it can to get the task done, but at the same time, it's also sending out signals. I hate this. I don't want to do this. Yes. So it's trying to shut you down. So you are yes. literally biologically fighting yourself. So keep that in mind when you plan. Yes, my brain is a little toddler throwing a tantrum because it's bedtime. Mm -hmm, exactly. No, I don't want to. No, no, no. Exactly. So plan for that. Know that that task is going to take a lot more energy and a lot more time than you think it is. And in fact, you may have to single out that task on a day. So that's why I was saying earlier, sometimes those bundled tasks, mm -hmm. it is better to break it down into smaller tasks. And that's the second way to get past mental blocks. Okay. Break that task you don't want to do down into shorter tasks. Okay. All right. So I was going to ask Lori, do you have a task that you could break down into smaller tasks? And I'm just going to say laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer for you right off the bat. That so is laundry... so first world problems. Though. Yes. I feel really like is. it's, yeah, which is good on the one hand, but a little embarrassing on the other. <laughs> Break that one down. Don't bundle that one. Okay. Break that down into its smaller components. Wash the laundry, dry the laundry, fold the laundry, put away the laundry. And then what you can do is put it across different days. To dry the laundry, you just need a reminder to get it done so yes. that you don't add two more tasks later. Mm -hmm. Rewash the laundry and then oh. do it again. So that's how planning can really help you do more with less effort. Because you know that that fourth one that put away the laundry, that's your mental block. So try to put that task on a day where you put other tasks that you like doing okay. and prioritize the fold the laundry task. Mm -hmm. That okay. has to get done. The other ones are dependent on that. Get that done and then you get to do your fun stuff. I love that you think I have fun things going on in my life. That is so funny. Well, the podcast is a fun thing. Yes, but it's also work. Yes. It's a recurring task. <laughs> it is. It is. It's important. It's vitally important to have fun things scheduled. Put them in your recurring tasks. You should have fun things to do. Shows to watch, games to play, time with your kids, time with my cats, all kinds of different things. But you should have both recurring tasks and event tasks. Mm -hmm. Have fun in your life because you can manage your time as best you can, but you're going to get burned out if you don't have fun things scheduled. Amen. So make yeah. that a priority. Make it a task, an event task, to think of some fun things to put in your weekly calendar. Got it. Now, the other way to get past mental blocks is about changing your perspective. There is this great book called The Time Paradox by Philip Zimbardo and John Boyd. And what they really delve into is how we perceive time is also dependent on how we view life. Are you an optimist or a pessimist? Because that can weigh heavily into how much time you think you have to get things done. If you're a pessimist, yes. how often do you hear yourself saying, I don't have enough time. There's just, there's always stuff coming up. I can never get my tasks done. Yep, that's me. <laughs> right? So that can stretch if you're an optimist or collapse that time frame just by the way that you view life. Do you live in the past or are you future focused? Oh, goodness right? Are you constantly thinking about how wonderful the past was? Are you constantly thinking about how crappy it was? Depends on the year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or 
are you constantly thinking about the future? Are you worrying about the future? Or are you challenged and engaged about the future? Those are all types of things that can morph or yeah, change the amount of time that you think you have and the amount of energy that you have to be able to get these types of things done. If you're spending a ton of time worrying about the future, you're also spending a lot of energy on it. Less okay. energy, less time to get things done. Uh-huh. Now, Lori, is there a task or a recurring event, a recurring or an event task in your list that you see as a drudge task? We've talked about laundry, but is there another task? All the doctor's appointments that I have to go to, whether for myself or taking the kids to. Right. Those are just, who's ever excited to go to the doctor? Any kind of doctor, eye doctor, dentist, I'm including everything in this. Mm -hmm. You're never excited to do that. Right. So that's your perspective on it right now. Yes. To be able to take that mental block away, what I would ask you to do is take some time and think about how can you change your perspective on that doctor's appointment? Um, Going to the dentist, because a lot of people don't like to go to the dentist. It's a drug task, right? Yeah. What can you do to change your perspective about going to the dentist? For me, it's a challenge. I've turned it into a challenge. No cavities. Okay. So in the month leading up to it, I make sure that I have tasks in my calendar to make sure that I'm brushing my teeth properly, that I'm making sure that I'm flossing properly in that month up to it, because it's a challenge. I want to be able to go into that dentist office and be like, hmm, let's see if they find a cavity because I had lots of cavities as a kid. So I should hate the dentist office, but right. I don't. But I've turned it into a challenge. So how can you change your perspective ever so slightly on those doctors? appointments. Keep in mind for you, if you go to a doctor's appointment and they tell you that you've lowered your inflammatory response, that's awesome. That is good. So, yes. you know, your challenge from one appointment to the next might be, how can I make sure that I try to lower my inflammatory response and go into that doctor's appointment thinking, I think I've, I've done it. That is part of the stress. I'm always afraid it's going to be bad news. So you have to change your perspective on it. It yeah. might be good news. Might be. Usually isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing to get past these mental blocks, and they can be intense. And <laughs> in a second, I'll tell you my awesome version of this. My file pile. <laughs> my file pile is all of those records, the receipts for the business, the paying bills and all of those receipts, medical things, all of that stuff has to go into my file and be filed away so that I can easily get to it from year to year for tax purposes and for other things. But man, I hate filing. It sucks. <laughs> and so unfortunately this year, that particular task kept going back and back and back and back all the way down my list. And now because I didn't face down my little mental block there, my little gremlin, I am now going to have to take time in what should have been my week off with no tasks. And I'm going to have to tackle the entire year of the file pile. So that's a great example of how a mental block can create more work for you and more work in a time that I should be in energy recovery. Yeah. How Butter. about you fly out here, do all my laundry. I'll go there. I'll file everything. I could do that for hours. I'll do all your filing and then we'll just go switch, switch back. Agreed. That is a great way to change perspective on that. Perfect. Okay. If only, if only we were in the same town. If only in the same town to be able to do it, that would work out perfectly. Yes. 
Another thing to do with those mental blocks is really question the task. I don't necessarily need to go through and do that detailed filing. I could just keep it all in one big bin and then just go through it if I needed something or when I need something. Most everything I have in those files now is digital. So now is the point for me in my life to question do I need to do that anymore? That is the last piece of getting past those mental blocks. Sometimes tasks end up on our recurring task list and as event tasks even, but are they necessary? And the only reason they've ended up there is because, well, we've always done it that way. We mm. never asked any time along the way, should I or could I be doing it differently? Give you a perfect example. Did you ever wonder why the British drive on the left side of the road? Can't say that I have. Want to know? Sure. So way back in the age of the knights, the knights would have a lance, the, that big long stick. During jousting, you mean? For jousting. Okay. And it would sit kind of on their saddle in this little attachment on their saddle. And so the stick would be straight up in the air on the side mm -hmm. of their horse. So as they rode down these tree covered lanes, right. if they rode on the right side of the road, that lance would get caught in the trees the whole time. Mm -hmm. So the knights decided to ride down the left side of the road placing the, the lance then further away from the trees. So when the horse and buggy came around, they just said, well, we've always been riding down the left side of the road, so we'll just stay to the left side of the road. Huh. And then when the car came around, though, they said, well, we've always been on the left side of the road. We'll just stay on the left side of the road. Did not know that. And that's how it happened. <laughs> so the reason they drive on the left side of the road is because of a medieval tradition of knights getting their lances caught in trees. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever asked during that time. There's another great story out there as well about the keyboard and why you have the weird key setup that you do for your current keyboard. Nobody ever asked when we went from manual typewriters to computers, do we need that keyboard to stay the same? We technically didn't, but it stayed that way because nobody ever asked. So that's what you need to do with mental blocks when you have a task that you don't want to do. You really need to evaluate it. Do I need to keep doing that task? Do I need to keep doing that task the way that I do it now? One of the things about folding and putting away that laundry, uh -huh. are you the only one that should be putting away that laundry? You've got kids. So my oldest son, he does take his laundry and take care of it. My youngest son, unless I want it a rolled up mess, I have to at least supervise him hanging his clothes up. And usually the stuff that gets folded, I still fold for him. So even though I'm not actually doing all of it myself, I'm still involved mm -hmm. at, at different levels. So other things too are to take a look at that task and say, do we need that many different types of loads? Yes. With the way... <laughs> Again, these are the things when you come up to those mental blocks on these really tough drudge tasks, really dig into it. Are we sure we need to do that? Or is it just the way we've always done it or the, thing, the way that we think we need to do it? Can we test doing it another way? See if it will change because it might not. You know, we may be able to evaluate it mentally, but when you physically try to go do it in a different way, it may not work that way. So again, that's the last of the ways to get through those mental blocks. The first is plan. Mm -hmm. Planning is worth it. 
right? If you plan that task appropriately, you're going to have the capacity to be able to do it. It won't seem like as much of a challenge. The second one, break it down into smaller tasks if you can, and then break those tasks across different days. Don't be afraid to stretch it out a little bit. Okay. Third is changing that perspective. How do you gotcha. look at your life? And is that affecting the way that you're looking at that task? Is it really a drudge task or, or is it because I'm a pessimist? Oh, yes. <laughs> and then question the task. Do I really need it? Does it really need to be done the same way that I've always done it? Wow. Okay. That is so much to write down. I've got so many notes here. I'm overwhelmed just by my notes now. Well, that was certainly not my intention, but 30 minutes is a teeny amount of time to get these types of things because you're going to be changing the way that you do things. That mm -hmm. in and of itself takes a lot of energy because we as humans, we are adaptable. We can change, but changing causes a lot of hormones and neurotransmitters to be created in our body and takes a lot of energy. So you've gotten a lot of great information out of this, I hope. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> You're going to go over your notes, but take your time, find your way. It's going to be a process over the next couple of months as you trial and error and figure out what works and what doesn't. Now, what I'm going to do to help is I'm going to create a course that will be available for download Ooh. on how to do time management. And I will actually also be doing a second section on how to use Apple reminders and your calendar together to do your <laughs> task management. You're going to get me onto tech for management instead of just a paper calendar. I might. You might decide that you like it, or you might just use the techniques in it to do it okay. in your calendar. Instead. All right. We'll I see will, which will, one works best for you. I will check it out. Let's recap. Let's break it down to the very simple things that I want you to take away from today so you don't feel so overwhelmed. Okay? Okay. Find your own way. Take the time, trial and error over the next couple of months, and you'll figure out what works best for you. Make sure that you are fully aware of your list of recurring tasks. The ones that you have there are a good start. Dig deeper. As I said, people forget the most simple things. Emptying the mailbox, bringing in the trash cans, taking out the trash cans, opening the boxes, breaking down boxes. You said you got lucky. You have a husband who will break down those boxes for you. Yes. Yeah, you. I'm completely jealous of that. <laughs> But go through and really dig in what are those recurring tasks. And the ones to find are the ones that happen on a biweekly, monthly, and a yearly basis. Those are also ones that tend to get neglected. We forget about them until they come around. Gotcha. So start thinking of some of those. And don't be afraid to ask the rest of your family what they think those tasks are. More minds will give you a better perspective on that, of how the house runs. Now, don't forget, when you do put those tasks down, estimate the time it's going to take and the energy high medium or low because you cannot schedule too many high energy tasks on a single day or you're going to get overwhelmed don't over plan life is crazy it's unpredictable doing detailed weekly planning anything past three months out will not only take a lot of time but it's going to change 100 guarantee you that whole plan that you put together past three months out will not be valid in possibly two to three weeks I don't even put my daily tasks that is for the day in my planner in pen. Everything's mm -hmm. in pencil because that's how much yep. I know I'm going to change it. To get into the habit of not having to change it as much, that's our other tip. Be sure to leave gaps, gaps in your day, gaps in your week, and make sure that those are there to allot for, well, life. <laughs> 
the car breaks down, it snows, and you're trapped in the house for a day. You can't predict those things, but what you can do is plan for them. A lot, gaps in the time for those things to happen. Learn to say no. <laughs> oh, yes. This is a tough one for everybody. It really is. It really is a tough one for moms because you don't want to say no to your kids. I know you guys want to spoil them. I get it. But sometimes you got to say no. Mm -hmm. Find other alternatives if you can, but sometimes you're just going to have to say no. Yeah. I don't know if the school is going to be like, I call up the school and be like, I just don't feel like picking up my kid today. <laughs> He's going to spend the weekend with you. <laughs> Although that would be so fun. That would do, be fun if they say what they said. Yep. Yep, we're good. I want to just see what they say. <laughs> They'll probably call child services on me. <laughs> no, like, we've got 50 others, so they're fine. <laughs> so we're just going to keep them all here. It's all good. All right. Last of the tips from today. Forgive yourself for not completing your list of tasks for the week. If you planned well, you will have completed the high priority tasks. And even if you didn't, there's always tomorrow or the next day or the next month or the next year. Don't let your tasks trample your joy of living. Oh, that's a nice way to say that. I like that. Well, we will end on that very positive note though, that you don't feel as overwhelmed. <laughs> and we'll leave you with the challenge for this week. So Lori, what is the challenge for this week? Okay. You're going to love it because it's basically what we've talked about this whole time. <laughs> Make your list of recurring tasks. And once you have that, if you feel so inclined, let us know on Instagram, how many you found out that you had. Maybe you think, oh, I only have three or four recurring tasks in a day. And you're astounded to realize it's 12 or 15. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on our tick into time management this week. It's been quite a joy sharing this with you. And we'll have a course up in the next couple of months to help you even further manage your time this year. Now that we've discussed our ideas, are there any recommendations about today's topic that you'd like to share? Drop us a comment on Instagram or become a Patreon member for special perks and bonus content. Join us next week for our walk into the second episode of our autoimmune series, Patient Advocacy. Dr. Seema Khan from Healthcare Advocacy will lend her extensive experience as a doctor and professional patient advocate to detail how to talk to your doctors, how patient advocates can help soothe your health struggles, and what you need to do as a patient to be your own advocate. I'm Dallas. And I'm Lori. For Two Redheads Walk Into a Podcast. The Two Redheads Podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. As with all our platforms and content, this podcast represents our own current personal views. These opinions do not represent those of any people, institutions, or organizations that we may discuss, mention, or recommend to our audience. At various times, we may provide reviews of products, services, or other resources. Any such reviews will represent the good faith opinions of the authors. You should conduct your own due diligence and should not rely solely upon any reviews provided by the authors. The products and services reviewed may be provided to the company for free or at a reduced price to incentivize a review. For more information about the disclosure of incentives received, please contact support at tworedheadswalkintoapodcast.com. We are not licensed healthcare professionals, and our personal experiences addressed are what works for our bodies. None of what we say should be taken as medical advice. Please refer to your own physician for any medical needs and concerns.